It's a Dapper Devil production, see? I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So let's start the show! <laughs> One door closes. Another door opens. Brenda loves a door but, but hates, hates a, a window. Oh. <laughs> she hates windows though. I can't explain it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she she worries about falling out of them all the time. Understood. Yeah, she's a leaner. On that fifty fourth floor apartment. Yes. Well never never an even number. She lives on fifty seven. Mm, yes. Yes. The fifty seventh floor on the on West fifty seventh Street. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's slowly uh, turning into a Downton Abbey character. Yeah, basically. It's suddenly her voice was sort of like this. Jeez, I can't. <laughs> so we're a little goofy this morning. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Ian is wearing all plaid. I'm wearing, yeah, multiple plaids. But they're not plaids that go together. No, um, the bottom half is like a blue and white plaid, and the top half is like um, like a deep blue, purple, green, white, light blue. Like, it's a whole... It's a cacophony of colors. I would audition in that shirt. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe not for film because I feel like it'll play tricks. Right, but right. <laughs> it'll get dizzy, but... Um, maybe. If I'm like going in for like a super hipstery comfortable role. Because mm, yeah. I've had this for a couple years and it's just like my little like, I'm a little cold shirt. You can also wrap it around your waist for a fun dance call. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the 90s boy that you are. Right. Exactly. She gets me, guys. She gets me. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you. We've been apart for a couple weeks. Yes. Last we met, we had... Um, our... We had our dear friend Salmonella yes. on the show. Which I guess by the time this is out, you guys will have already heard that interview. Yeah. Yeah. Selma's great. A couple nights later, Selma, or maybe the next night, Selma gave me some of her clothes to wear because I came over to her and Eric's apartment and... <laughs> I was, like, you know, dressed up for auditions because I didn't mm-hmm. want to carry, like, the nice clothes with me all day. Right. And so I was just, like, get this belt off of me <laughs> and this blouse and these jeans. Selma, do you have clothes for me to wear? <laughs> and so Selma gave me an outfit. And nice. I, I have to return it to her. <laughs> it was so comfy. Selma has really comfy sweats. They That's were great. super dry. Ooh. They were from super dry. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy Excellent. Japanese sweatpants. Right. Yes. Do you shop at Uniqlo at all? So I've been to Uniqlo with other people, but I have never bought Uniqlo for myself. Same. Have you? Okay. Same. I'm intrigued. Um, just have never pulled. Uh, I was gonna say pulled the plug, but pulled the trigger on. It. <laughs> never pulled the pulled, plug. On I've you. never pulled the plug on. On is Uniqlo Japanese yeah. or Korean? Uh, Japanese. Japanese. Okay. From what I know. Yeah. From from what little as you know as, of Asian clothing, right? <laughs> but like also from like the two and a half weeks I did um, Japanese on Duolingo, like oh. like I, I like you, ni, and glow are all like different symbols. Oh, what do they yeah. mean though separately? And that's an excellent question, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> well, arigato for that amazing Domo. lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, are we ready to go to the thing that happened this week? I don't see why not. Let's do it. Ian Brodsky, what happened to you this week? Ooh-ee. Um, Ooh-ee, honey bun. It's, it's not that exciting. Um, but I'm, I'm sure it is. I can make it crazy. Sure, exciting. absolutely. Um, I trust you. Um, 
So what happened to me this week was um, I was on my way to see um, friend of the show, Mallory Kidd. Um, hey, Mal. Yeah, she got me comps to um, the other Josh Cohen Aww, on the off-broads. That's amazing. Yeah, um, excellent show, but on my way to and from, I got inspired. And so oh. over the weekend, I wrote an entire web series. Ian Brodsky. Yeah, so just it kind of took me like all of – Three days just to sit down, like, get these three-page blips out of my mind and onto a page. Mm. And um, and so now I'm looking into getting it up and running. Well, great. Yeah, so... I happen to know a great production company that will happily buy the project. Ooh, tell me about... Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Dapper Devil Productions, see? Ooh! <laughs> I'm about to check them out. <laughs> So what, can you talk about the concept? Yeah, so um, the concept is about a close-knit group of coworkers and the conversations that happen on their 15-minute breaks. Their company mandated Their boss's 15... name is Michael Scott. It's a hilarious paper company. <laughs> exactly. Where... <laughs> and you have, like, the so receptionist. Wa- water cooler talk. Essentially, but it all takes place at a coffee shop. Like, mm. so, um, and, like, long story short, like, a friend a of mine called is... called Coffee Break? It was at it first, but be. I changed it. Oh, okay. Um, Damn it. Like, no, good good thought, though. If I can't take my, my coffee, coffee break. break. My coffee Which is break. kind of why I changed my it, because, like, every break. time I looked at it, I was like, ah. I can't think of anything else except how to succeed. Oh, but that would be amazing. Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I have a lot of the details worked out in a short amount of time. Um I had a friend, like, send a self-tape in. Like, I'm auditioning people for it now. Mm. Like, I feel le- hella legit. Um, Do I need to audition for this? <laughs> Is <laughs> no, you're this going to be good for me? Should uh, I get in on this project? I don't know yet. Right now, we only have five <laughs> episodes, but, like, it's super cool. Like, like, I don't, I'm also thinking, like, oh, there could easily be a season two. Yeah. Like, with how quickly season one came together, like. I don't see why, like, there's so much, op, like, possibility for this. What is, what is the breakdown of characters? Um, it's, so it's six, like, six central people. Okay. And they're all kind of based on, like, coworkers of mine from Fancy Best Buy and from Container Store and from the paint shop, like. Okay. And then, um. What is, like, their kind of background, racial makeup, what are, like, uh, is it mixed men and women? It's mixed men and women. Um, a couple of them are based on, like, my friends who are people of color. Okay. One of them is based on my friend who's an Italian immigrant. Okay. Um, and then two of them are based on Nick and me. Um, of Great. course. And then, like, there's the boss character. Because it's a Dapper Devil production, see? See? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, uh, you have kind of these two jockey characters who are, um, like, they're another part of the store. They're another, like, um, like what's the word? Like, like, they have another job in the store. And then, like, the boss comes in at one point, And then I have, like, ideas for, like, the three trainers who are, like, Destiny's Child, like, <laughs> it's yeah it's it's wild um and now like what i'm w- looking into is all the logistics which is stuff i've never really had to do before because the last thing we filmed took place in my apartment sure and then the thing after that that took pl- that we filmed took place in mike russell's apartment mm. so excuse me i had to burp um, if you can hear it this siren, this siren is, is not, not where, where you are, are. um but yeah, I like the way you said that. That it's was not so where soothing. You are. It's not where you, you are, are, but it so could don't be. Worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. What were we right. even talking um, about? Yeah, so like a whole colorful list of characters, right. and um, yeah, just do they all of, get along? Yes, like the central six get along, and then um, 
I and then like everyone, ever not on the outside of the group, but like the the two jockey characters and the boss character are kind of like foils for the group. And yeah, and like it's more about the conversations between the people than it is about the workplace. Sure, which is um, like that's fun. So I'm looking into logistics and like insurance and like like renting my friend's coffee shop out for a day and I would just make sure that you get your intellectual property and your copyright done first make sure you copyright every fucking page of that thing right yeah how much does that cost well to copyright technically you can just put the copyright symbol on things and you have like enough copyright carry that then when it's published in any place you can actually apply for a copyright Good to know. Um, patents are about $100,000. Never so, mind. Yeah. No. So make sure that you, if you invent something. Uh-huh. That you it, get the patent. Yeah. <laughs> no, but thank you. But because for copyright, yeah, just just put your put your mark on it and then you can look into getting it uh, covered later. No, thank you. And that brings me to a big part of it, which is like Don't make process, me your copyright lawyer. I will I'm not. I'm not supposed to be. Don't. Anybody at home, please, please do not take that <laughs> as, as the honest truth. That's what I heard you can do for music. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I have no idea. Like, well, don't I will even take, listen to me. I'll take the basic steps. Sure. Love it. I love it. Thank you. But that brings me to my next point about all of it, which is, like, in the process of, like, trying to figure out how things work, like, I have reached out to so many friends who have been so kind and generous with their time and, like, information. Hmm. Like, I called a friend last night at, like, 9 o'clock being like, what is insurance? And she's like, okay, I have all the things you need. And What is insurance? Right. That is a discussion for a whole nother time. Exactly. That's a whole separate podcast. Um, <laughs> and now Claire's oh, helping me with Can you imagine an insurance podcast? It's got to be out there, though. Oh, I, it 100% is. You know, it's like sponsored by State Farm. Or or I was going to say LinkedIn. Yeah, um, there's always going to be. Well, LinkedIn does have a series they have their of own podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's like the long and short of it is like I got inspired and then real quickly I put it all together and have started reaching out to people and, um, have started looking into like insurance and union partnership and like all this wild stuff. Um, and I feel hella adult about it. That's great. Yeah. So you're going to make it a SAG web series. I'm thinking at least, um, at least in partnership with it. Cause one of my actors I've talked to is SAG. So, well, but if you do that, don't you have to join? Not, uh, um, based on the agreement, it's uh, you, like you can hire just like the SAG actors for this project. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Okay, but that doesn't change your eligibility? No. Does it make you must join? Nope. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because I have been hired on for that this same kind of project before, but I wasn't on the contract. Got it. Just the people who are already in the union are on the contract. I got it. I'm sure I could put myself on the contract if I wanted to, but I don't know what I don't know those kinds of logistics and that's not the kind of right now that's not the kind of like that's not the part of the project that I'm looking for. Well, you should really call up John Favreau if you want to talk to somebody who has the director or the podcaster. Both, he's both. Oh, <laughs> that's John <Ooh>. Favreau. <laughs> John Favreau wrote and starred and directed and produced like Chef. You know, he's done right. that with a bunch of his films. Right. And uh, yeah, you should uh, send. I'll him get a on tweet. that. Sorry, <laughs> hold on, guys. Let me just DM my good friend John Favreau. J Favs. J Favs. Favy Favs. Favy Favs. <laughs> Oh, right. okay. Well, that's awesome, and I can't wait to see the finished product. Yeah, and please let me know however I can be of service. Absolutely. Even if it's just on that social media, honey. Oh, yes, you know I will. Brenda will be happy to do the talk back at the Paris Theater, but <laughs> only the Paris Theater. <laughs>
<laughs> but no other theaters. No other theaters. I don't go to any place that doesn't serve Pocky. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I, such a delightful specific. Yeah. Well, they serve that there. Really? Yeah. At the Paris Theater, they have all sorts of weird candies. They sell like Cracker Jack and Pocky. And Ooh. I think when I was there, they had Magnolia Cupcake. Like they, Ooh. yeah, they're kind of intense. Okay. Over come there. through, girl. Or maybe they were sprinkles. Maybe they're sprinkles cupcakes. Still. Still. All right. Fantastic. Fantastique. Fantastiche. Okay. My turn? It's your turn, Claire. Music? Music. <laughs> Claire? Yeah. What had happened to you this week? What had happened to me this week? (laughs) What had happened was, um, so this week I went to see a fascinating documentary, okay? All right. So a few days before I went, our dear friend Dipney Pieri. Right. Called me up, or actually, she she tech, she she Facebook messaged me, and she said, "Hey, there's this new documentary coming out about the man who managed both the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC mm. at the same time. His name's Lou Pearlman, and apparently, there was an upcoming viewing and talkback with the producer Lance Bass. Right, right, right. Yes, yep." So Dipney asked me if I wanted to go, and I was unavailable for the talkback night, but then over the weekend, I was like, I should go see it anyway before, because it's like only out for a week and a half or two weeks. Really? Yeah, it's like a limited documentary run. Right. It's also only playing at the 34th Street AMC, which I'd never been to before. I thought I had, but it's nice. Is that between 8th and 9th? Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. 34th between 8th and 9th. Yes. Yes. So uh, I went to see this documentary, and wow, I learned a lot. Really? First off, I love boy band culture, right? Of course. NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, I was hardcore BSB. Mm -hmm. You had to pick your team if you liked both. I mean, overall, I think NSYNC has a better discography Mm -hmm. and like better music for the world and more hits. I think they've withstood the test of time. I mean, but more so, so has BSB. More, well, more so than BSB, I think. BSB is the highest selling boy band of all time. Really? Including all the doo-wop groups, One Direction, like all of them. Interesting. Yes, BSB has the most sales of anybody. Wow. Things I learned in the documentary. Right. Okay. So, uh, basically this guy, Lou Pearlman, is like a Ponzi scheme on a Ponzi scheme on a Ponzi scheme. So the big, like, peak of the documentary, which, like, spoilers because it happened, like, in the past, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like people don't know about this. Right. Like, if you want to see the documentary, maybe skip ahead, like, 30 seconds right now. Basically, Lou Pearlman has NSYNC and BSB on two world tours at the same time. Uh-huh. And then at one point, the members of NSYNC are sat down at a, like, check dinner where they're being cut their overall check split five ways amongst the the five guys for the world tour they just did and what they like they don't know how much money they're about to make but obviously they were selling out stadiums all over the you know all over the country and it might have been an international tour but i think it was just around the country and they open up the checks and each of them has ten thousand dollars what? Yes. The math makes no sense. The math sense. makes no sense. Even for 1996 Even for and 1997, 1996. like, the the math makes no sense. Right. So that's when they know that something is wrong. 
Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Lou Pearlman has been like telling lies to both groups about the other group to incentivize mm. them to work harder on his behalf. Basically, Lou Pearlman got his start in the blimp industry. The blimp industry. Or as as they as they say so lovingly in the documentary, the airship industry. Fine. Yes. Okay. They're blimps. They're blimps. And basically, he's come from blimpdom to... Blimpdom. <laughs> blimpdom. He's built an entire blimpdom, and he has screwed over people in the airship industry by saying that certain blimps that he got sponsorships for were paid for entirely by the company. But basically, he would rent the blimps with the company's name attached and then basically take the sponsorship money from let's say MetLife or from McDonald's for himself and not really like he would pay off the next blimp with the last blimp's insurance money or something like that. So he's, he's like fucking over blimp people. And then when he gets, uh, into kind of private commercial air, he rents, he rents out a private jet for some kind of musician and he realizes how much money there is in that. So mm-hmm. he starts to shift into pop music. Mm-hmm. And that's when he puts out want ads for boy band singers in Orlando. And wow. he builds Backstreet Boys and NSYNC from newspaper ads. Wow. Yes. Interesting. So he builds this like entire conglomerate like air industry. He basically wants to be Richard Branson, right? Like who has Virgin and Virgin music. Right. So he does, it's called like intercontinental or something. So like intercontinental, I, I don't know. It's like Transways. It has one of these stupid names. Right. But basically he's built the air company of it where he has no airships and he just rents other people's airships to other people. Right. Or, or planes. And then this music brand that basically he has, he has to make the music brand to pay off the airship stuff, but he keeps having to get more concerts and more backers and more Disney appearances for NSYNC and Backstreet mm. Boys that he plays them against one another. Whenever BSB can't do something, he gets NSYNC to do it. And that's how NSYNC has a faster, more meteoric rise, even though Backstreet mm. Boys worked so much harder. He pitted his two groups against one another. Holy shit. And then basically stole all their money. Damn. Yes. Did they ever, like, sue him for it? So here's what happens, right? So the guys from Backstreet Boys go to the guys from NSYNC, and they're like, I don't know if you guys are as shitty as Lou says, but we think Lou is up to something. Wow. And they're like, what has he told you? And they're basically like, he says that you're lazy and difficult to work with. And then then the NSYNC guys are like, wait, he says that you guys are lazy and difficult to work with. Obviously, we can't both be. We both just had more tours. Right. And so they both... Both groups sue Lou Pearlman because the reason he could take as much money as he wanted was because he built their contract tracks. He built their contracts as sixth man contracts, meaning that Lou Pearlman was the quote unquote sixth Sixth. member of both groups. And he could allocate any shares that he wanted to himself and then divvy the rest of the shares five ways to the other guys. Damn. Yeah, Ian is so confused. No, like I, I Everyone, get it. No, but like, I get it. But like, I'm just like, I'm still like, can, I'm still doing that math because it's like, if they make, 
if they still if they make like a million dollars, which is like a very low number, he could give himself five hundred thousand of it and right. give each of them one hundred thousand. Exactly, of it. it's insane. Exactly, it's insane. So basically, the two important takeaways are that it's unbelievably easy to build a Ponzi scheme. Right. Basically, in the end, Lou Pearlman, before he gets convicted of all these crimes and goes to jail. He uh, he died in 2016 or 2017, I think. Oh wow! Uh, in jail, um, but he built a bunch of other guy and girl groups. Uh huh. And when those didn't, including O Town, right? So remember O Town guys? O Town, yeah. Do you remember making the band? That yeah. is the brainchild of Lou Pearlman, not oh. Diddy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I learned so much from this documentary. Right. But basically, in the end, he shifts over to real estate. And tries to build a Ponzi scheme with a bunch of elderly Floridian retirees. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. So he's crazy. Anyway, both groups win against him. Good. They win damages of some kinds, but I don't think, they don't specify if they ever saw the money or if they really ever needed the money. Because then after that, NSYNC comes out with no strings attached, their best-selling album of all time. Oh, that's Except for NSYNC's greatest hits. Right. And, and, And they become... You know, Insane. wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. Oh, I, this so this is all like in the midst of like this is in the midst of, of their like, highest of, peak right. popularity. Yeah. The other thing that's crazy about it is that because the two groups were pitted against one another, and because NSYNC used this opportunity as a launching pad for their greatest album sales, uh-huh. Backstreet Boys couldn't ever really recover. And although right. they're still a group and they still make music today, NSYNC surged in popularity. Mm-hmm. This siren is it's not, not where, you where you are, are. and basically went on to make some of their most popular music at the time when Backstreet Boys was on the decline. Mm. And so like BSB got lots of money and obviously they still make lots of money in perpetuity and they're still a group and they still make music. But that is why I think people identify NSYNC as the more popular group, although definitely not the most successful. Sure. Which is, uh, it's all because this fucking guy. Damn. And his fucking Ponzi schemes. Damn. Yes. Is that where Britney met or is is that this where Dipney a- met um, Lance Bass? Yeah, that's where she met Lance Bass at the yeah. talkback. She sent me that photo, and I was so jealous. But I'm so glad that I also got to see this dog. Yeah, that sounds like it sounds like an amazing dog. Yes, I thought you were about to ask, "Is that when Britney met Justin?" And I was about to say, "Yes, that is exactly when Britney met Justin," because Britney started opening for and sync on the next. Oh, uh, we're talking about on the next Brit- tour. Yes. We're talking about different Britneys. No, you need to say Dipney. I know, okay? that's why. Dipney is friend of the pod, Dipney Pieri. And I'm talking about Britney, Britney fucking Spears. Spears. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yes. Right. Also, cool. I will say that, you know, I just put two and two together, but that is probably also why NSYNC seems so much more powerful because they pulled Britney Spears oh, up. Oh, yeah. Who then became the highest selling, you female know, female poppers. artist of yeah. all time. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yes. Well, I learned a lot today. It's Brittany, bitch. Bow, 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 bow. So, yes, I learned a lot, and I loved it. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Ready for the quiz? Let's do the quiz. Quiz time. Yep. (laughs) The reprise of quiz time. All right, Claire Manship, what are you obsessed with? I am obsessed with... 
million dollar listing Los Angeles. Mm, okay. So I just remembered that I have my parents spectrum login. And so Ooh. I can watch all the on demand that I want, okay. including Bravo shows. Bravo. Bravo, honey. So I have started, uh, rewatching or uh, watching the new season of million dollar listing. Mm. And it is making me soups happy because I love it. Amazing. Yes. Second question. Would you rather, is it, would you rather desert Island now? I feel like I've lost track. Would you rather? Sure. Sure. Would you rather um, eat worms for three meals a day? Ew. Or eat raw beef for three meals a day? Well, raw beef, because technically it's safe to eat. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> As a vegetarian for like 15 years, I'm just like, I don't know what, I don't know what you people eat. Yeah, I, I could eat raw beef. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and what are you watching and listening to? So besides Million Dollar Listing, um, I've also been watching a new loop of The Office US. And this time I'm watching it in tandem with a podcast called Somehow I Manage that helps me uh, understand some of the fan theories and some of like the secret um, stuff that's going on that I never really noticed before. And I've watched this show through six or seven times. Right. Um, but some of the fan theories are like that Kevin is embezzling money from the company the entire time. Yeah. I need to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's so fantastic. Um, also another fan theory is that on, do you remember the episode where it's take your daughter to work day? Mm-hmm. That, um, Jim gets along with Kevin's stepdaughter because she's a lot like Pam. Uh. Like there are just like little things that like little tidbits or like every time Angela has a meteoric rise, Phyllis goes down the other direction and vice versa uh. that they have a correlative relationship. Holy wow. That this is Andy, like people say that like Andy Nardog Bernard's like personality changes throughout the series and he like starts out as a bro and ends as like but it's because he literally says in his intro to the new office that he's going to win over people by personality mirroring. So when he used to work at Stanford, he was personality mirroring Josh Porter. And when he came to, to Scranton, he's personality mirroring Michael Scott. I he does am, voices and shit. See, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but I'm into these theories. Well, yeah, because they're not conspiracy, right? Right. Like they actually check out. The only one that's kind of maybe fan theoried is the one about Kevin. But if you watch it back, like he clearly is up to something bad. Mm, like okay, he, yeah. Like at, at one point, one of their examples is that um, when the one character who went to jail for racketeering that came from Stanford, and then I'm checking this out as we speak. Yes. This one character reveals that he had gone to jail for racketeering in the past and or for insider trading. And Kevin has a confessional that says, I asked this guy to explain insider trading to me over and over and over again. And it sounds a lot like what I do here every day. So like that's wild. Yes, and like he gets fired from Dunder Mifflin for creating a fake number called Kalevin to make his accounting work. 11. And it's not just because he's a bad accountant. He's also a serial gambler. Right. Yeah. So like I, so these are Ooh, interesting, okay. interesting. So that I is what I'm watching. And uh, I've been listening to that podcast a lot too. Right. And now who was the last person you texted aside from me? No cheating. Hmm. 
I think it was my boss. Mm. Yes, because um, there's a there's a project I have coming up that's going to be going up near her uh, her cousin's house, and her cousins wanted to know if they could get a ticket. Great. Yes, that's and great. So I got them a ticket. Aw, yay. Yay. Cool. And finally, who would you like to wish well this week? I would like to wish well Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Because the more I watch of The Office, the more I realize how genius she is. Right. Obviously, Kelly Kapoor started as a different kind of character than she finished up being. Mm-hmm. But gosh, Mindy, between producing and writing and being a supporting character on the show really i don't know they really utilized her in a fantastic way and i just she's a boss ass bitch did you watch champions the one season yes i did watch champions i I also watched the entire mindy project of course yeah yeah i enjoyed champions but i also understand why it was canceled sure i don't think that it was up to snuff in a lot of in a lot of ways sure yeah all right so yeah that is my quiz that's your quiz ian brodsky what are you obsessed with this week I've kind of renewed my obsession with Apple Music this week. Oh. Um, yeah, I um, I worked an overnight recently where, like, I got to do some stuff on my own. So, like, in the middle of just, like, throughout working on different little tasks, I just sort of checked out all these different playlists and, like, artists who I have maybe, like, heard one or two songs from and then had started listening to their Essentials playlists and all these kinds of things. So, yeah, I've been... Like washing my dishes and finding playlists lately, and like like listening to artists in the shower, like it's and yeah, so I'm like kind of loving like Sharon Do- Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings lately. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Sharon Jones. Yes, um, she's incredible. Um, yeah, and it's just been a lot of fun. Like I like I've been really into like creating playlists because I sometimes need to take a break from podcasts. Yeah, so like I'll create a playlist and. Like, when you have an Apple Music account, that can, like, post to your account. So that's fun. I like that social media aspect of it. Yeah. A lot of my coworkers are also on it, so we follow each other. And, <laughs> yeah, um, it's cool. Like, that's how I figure out a, a lot of cool new music. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Would you rather run a marathon every day for the rest of your life or climb a mountain every day for the rest of your life? Climb a mountain. Okay. I feel like I could... I could take more time climbing a mountain. You would be ripped. I would be ripped. Yeah. I would be ripped. Um, and if I were, I, I don't know, like a marathon. I know so many people training for marathons right now, and I'm just like, it just seems exhausting. Yeah, good for you guys. Right, like Must super proud nice. of y'all. <laughs> super proud of y'all. Not for me. Yeah, not for me, honey bun. Nah. What are you watching slash listening mm. to? Um, so, Life in Pieces Season 3 is on Hulu now. So I've been watching quite a bit of that. Um, it is so fucking funny while being, like, very family-oriented. Um, yeah, the humor is just, like, clean and wonderful. Um, Diane Weist is my new favorite person. Um, <laughs> like, uh, the character's name is Greg. Colin Hanks is in it. Um, Tom Sadowski. Um, Zoe Lister-Jones. James Brolin. Like, this entire family of 12 people. Just, like, it just warms my heart. It's so delightful. Um <laughs> So I've been watching that, um, and I'm listening to um, Tank and the Bangas has a new se- uh, season, a new single out off of their upcoming album, Green Balloon, uh, called Nice Things, and it is, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's chill, but it's upbeat, um, yeah, and I think she, her band is just so friggin' cool, and listen to her, listen to some Lizzo, um, yeah, 
Yeah, those are the two that are sticking out right now that are kind of on loop. Great. Yeah. Who was the last person you texted that wasn't me? Ooh, it was my friend Daniel Jordan. Hi, um, Danielle. Yeah, good friend of... Um, Daniel or Danielle? Danielle. Oh, Danielle. Okay, Danielle Jordan. Um, good friend of uh, Dipney's and mine from college. And um, she's in Milwaukee right now. And um, apparently it's snowing there. I was texting her like, what the fuck? And her response was along the lines of like, nothing fucking matters. Aww. <laughs> I can never remember if Milwaukee is in Ohio or Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Yeah. But it's, I have to say it out loud. Milwaukee, Ohio, Wis- Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. I, I feel like it, it could be in Ohio City, too. Yeah. It could be. It's a little Ohio-y, it's a, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like very Midwestern. Yes, Fargo. Uh, okay, and one person, living or dead, who you'd like mm. to wish well, BB? Ooh, um, my buddy Sean, Sean Furphy. Um, Hi, Sean Furphy. Yeah, he is someone who is engaged to my dear friend Renee Levine, and um, he's also a, a dear friend of mine at this point, and um, he kind of just like got off the tour bus, uh, settled down in the city, and just started working and started hustling and um, is killing it, and he's a good guy, um, and I'm just very happy that he is in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Ian Brodsky, do you have a fun fact for thought? Ooh. Fun fact. Um, I found out recently that pancake syrup is different than maple syrup. Yes. So, yeah. So maybe I'm the last to find this out, but like you get, is it like Aunt Jemima pancake syrup is not the same as like getting maple syrup yes. from like trees and shit. Yes. From trees and <laughs> shit. From trees and shit. Um... What about you, Claire? What's your fun fact? Huh. Or thought? A thought I've been having recently is that I can't get a song that's stuck in my head out of my head without getting another song stuck in my head. I thought I was the only one. No, that's everybody. Great. I think that's everybody, right? I hope so. Yeah. Cool. All right. We are a Dapper Devil production. Thanks for listening at Dapper Devil Prod on Twitter, at Dapper Devil Productions on Instagram, DapperDevilProductions.com. Yeah. Ian Brodsky, where can people find you? Find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook. What about you, Claire? I'm at Womanship on Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash Julia Claire Manship. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, whichever one is the vernacular now. I think it's Apple Podcasts. I think you're right. It's super confusing. Right. And, uh, yeah, join us next week for another great episode of The Thing That Happened This Week. Hey! Hey! Until next week, I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And And that that was was The the Thing That that Happened This week. Week. Bye! Toodles! That was a Dappa Devil production, say...